This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Is this the show? Are we starting this, the show? This is the show. Justin okay. Davis is on the show. Okay. Scoop. Scoop. And Pear Schneider is on the show this week. I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't uh, I wasn't I hadn't grown hair yet and stuff. You have to be ready to scoop at any moment, Pear. That's how I've that's how I live my life. He keeps us to on his toes. At the drop of the hat. And we've got a great show for you this week. You know, Baldur's Gate is out, um, and everyone, I think except me, is playing it. I'm just waiting for the PS5 version to come out. I'm Same. very excited to play it. Um, it's just like, it's just the talk of the town in the gaming community. And it's got everyone really excited about RPGs, and that we thought that would be a good opportunity to pick. We're just going to pick the best three RPGs from every console. That's what we're oh, doing this week. Great. And every console has a little <laughs> asterisk on it. We will not be picking any RPGs from the Philips CDI or the 3DO. <laughs> so, sorry to all of you fans out there, but I, I was able to find um, an example of an RPG on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Really? Cool. Which yeah. one? Hold on, hold on. We'll get there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But first, as I said last week, I did go to Chuck E. Cheese. We had my oh son's, my gosh, <laughs> had my son's four year old birthday party there, and it was great. Everybody had a great time. The adults had a great time. The kids had a great time. It was great. Uh, some observations, though, not. A single, not one, classic arcade game. There Whoa. was no arcade None. game that was probably more than 10, 12 years old. Okay. Wow. All, all Redemption? Very, uh, yeah, they're all, they all run on, on cards. So like you get, yeah. you know, we have like two hours of unlimited play. Everyone has a card and you just scan your card and that's how. So maybe that's why they don't have any classic yeah. arcade games. Do they all sick, mm. uh, shoot out tickets? Are they redemption no. games? So now your tickets tic- are stored the, in your card. The, the tickets are on the card. Yeah. But, but like, uh, my point is, do all the games get played for a prize or there's some you just play to play? 
Uh, some you just play to play, but there are okay. a great many that you earn tickets for, mm-hmm. which is great to have unlimited play because then you're just earning tickets, you know, nonstop. It is a little bit of a bummer to not for you know for the kids not to have this like physical like clump of tickets, but mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Is there skee ball? There was skee ball. Yes. Okay, well it's, that's at um, least a classic-ish game. It's just you know the model was new. So was it all like Raw Fury uh, updates and additions, like Redemption Machines? Like they they seem to have yeah. specialized yep. in that recently. Did they have any and of the Namco big big uh, ones like Ooh. the giant Space Invaders or they had the Pac-Man. big Galaga? But it was out of service. Oh, it's, it's um, all like it's all mobile games, right? It's like Doodle Jump. There's Angry and Birds. Like I've, there was um, mm-hmm. Flappy Bird. There's uh, Fruit Ninja. Which oh, so like, that worked out great. Mm-hmm. King, King of knows all those games, so yeah. he's happy. What, a, what about uh, claw games? Any of those? Like, yeah, they had, they had some claw games and kind of like nice. high tech versions of, of claw games too. And they had a, yeah, a those are fun. They had a tiny like kid like toddler kid sized air, air hockey table, which was great. How was the uh, ambiance? Was it like what I was just, I, I, I told just Damon we were talking horrifying animatronics. Well, they don't they, do they animatronics. Don't, they have a big now, video wall and they just play yeah. videos. Okay. What well, uh, videos of? Of like the characters. They're, really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Did and then you they find, do. Did they you did find bring any? Chucky out. They did Chucky Ooh. Cheese. Who? Which I, I forget. Have we talked about this on the show? Does anyone know what Chucky's full name is? Yeah, Charles, Charles. Entertainment Cheese. Yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese is his full name. They did bring him We've out. We've met many they, times. The kids were all scared at first, but then they warmed up. To him. <laughs> <laughs> they warmed up. I mean, he's a giant rat. He doesn't look cute. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he was he was retconned to be a mouse. I'll have you know. Did they you have, discover any interesting diseases in the ball pit? There was no ball pit, so well, problem solved. The ball pit was a video wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no ball pit. And the most popular game with the kids is a version of the, the a game we talked about fairly recently, Pain, that early yeah. PlayStation Network game for PS3 where you launch a guy yeah. into buildings and tries to try to cause as much damage. There's like a ripoff of that that you launch him with like a uh, like a dynamite what, what, plunger? activator yeah. or, or yeah. igniter, whatever you call that, like in a cartoon if they set up dynamite. You yeah. push that and then the guy would launch. That was the most fun thing for the kids. I thought you were talking to like when I was a kid at Carnivals, you had this game called Pain where you hold metal bars and it <laughs> electrocute you. And like you had really? to hold on as long as possible. There's like a meter going. <laughs> and like it would get worse and worse. It was probably oh really good for you. Yeah, probably. Do you have. I didn't have that. Did, did not was, have it, that. was it did, was it actually painful? Yeah, it was awful. Man, it really man, hurt. We have a, there's a game at Free Gold Watch that's a drunk test game. And it's like, because uh, you reminded me of Operation. It's a long metal bar yeah. that's like mm-hmm. S-shaped and all complicated. I and then you have that. a little loop of that you that goes over it. But the loop is, is it can't touch that metal bar. So you have to trace the whole metal bar. Was that From in Japan. your parents' bar, Justin? It's um, from Japan. No. It's called Irritating Electric Stick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no joke. Yes, I remember uh, that. The, but the version I saw rotated. It was slowly. Spinning. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, anyway, Chuck E. Cheese was great. Um, wait, 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 was... But, but just, just real quick. The ambience was it like gray carpet and white walls, or was it like pizza it boots like... and like you know psychedelic carpets? Yeah. Well, it's not psychedelic. It was like purple. Everything was like purplish, and there were boots. Purple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They set us up at a long table. The pizza was not the... bad. Some of the adults there said the pizza was really good. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. <laughs> I think it yeah. was just it was surprisingly it was, surprisingly. It was not pizza. Bad. What about the beer? Oh, that was the bit. That was the one disappointment. No beer. 
Oh, Are you kidding know. me? There was no beer. You, you were promised beer. There was a moment of panic when we all arrived. <laughs> like, hold on. There's no beer for the adults, <laughs> but everyone had a good time. But we both heard that there's good pizza and beer at Chuck E. Cheese. I know. I know. Not at this one. We, I know that everyone on Scoop knows this, but for Scoop Nation that might not know this, uh, Chuck E. Cheese founded by Atari founder Nolan Bushnell. <laughs> Nolan crazy. Bushnell. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. And like and like if you would ask anyone, anyone on earth in the 90s is like, will Chuck E. Cheese still be around and doing well 30 years from now? A hundred out of a hundred people would be like, no, this place is on the way out. But like they've turned it around. There's a yeah. – uh, well, I, I grew up in Iowa and um, they, there it was showbiz. We had showbiz pizza. We had they, bought up, they bought them out. Yeah, and it was like showbiz. They had the same well, slogan, showbiz pizza, where a kid can be a kid. And yeah. uh, it was in Cedar Rapids. I never went. Maybe they I actually, went it's vice versa. Showbiz, showbiz bought out Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese right, and then right. renamed every showbiz. They took the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> yep. brand, even though they bought them out. That's so for a cool. while, they operated both brands, and then they just turned everything into Chuck E. Cheese. But, but Showbiz's band was the Rock of Fire Explosion yes. of the documentary name. <laughs> so, I might still have a couple of their records around, mm-hmm. too. And Everybody, that band's great. If, if, if you're interested in the uh, entire sordid Chuck E. Cheese story, John Oliver did an amazing piece. Oh, it's piece. so good. Uh, it's, I think it's for free on YouTube. You can it watch is. It. It's, it's on its own so site. Good. It's yeah. a standalone site with just that video because he did an episode on mortgages. And he said, hey, nobody under like 35 are, are going to care or know anything about what we're talking about this episode. So I made an episode just for you all to learn what Chuck E. Cheese is. It's amazing. It's so good. Please watch it. It's yeah. just it's so enthralling. It pulls you in from the beginning. It's like a 25-minute, 30-minute watch. It's so good. And by the way, California Extremes this weekend, the big arcade mm-hmm. convention in, in Northern California here. I'm going to go on Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, but uh, they one year, they had the full Rock of Fire Explosion band set up wow. just just blasting, blasting horrible music the whole time. And it was like, the, that place is already loud. There's like a din and it's really fun, like like a Vegas, you know, slot machine area. You can you can picture what that sounds like if you've ever been to Vegas. But um, that was so crazy loud. You walk by those just jerking robots. We were just going for eighteen hours a day, and it was just fascinating. Cool, love it. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh, 
All right, RPGs, role-playing games. Right, we're gonna name uh, some of the best ones. We're gonna try to pick three from every all the, all the major platforms. And like I said, uh, I did find one for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Not three. I think there is exactly one, and it has a great name. It's called Dragon Stomper. Ooh, oh, I never played that. It's uh, it was out in either late '82 or early '83, and the the description on Wikipedia is mm. the game follows the adventures of a dragon hunter who is given a quest by the king to defeat a dragon and reclaim a magical amulet that was stolen. The player makes his way over the countryside, vanquishing various adversaries and gaining gold and experience. After achieving enough stre- enough strength, the player can enter a shop in a village where equipment can be purchased, soldiers hired, and special scrolls obtained to defeat the dragon in its lair. Oh, sounds no. like an RPG. Pretty, yep. co- pretty involved for an Atari 2600 game. Do numbers come out of the enemies, though? Uh, no, mm. but battling is turn-based, and it's done through in-game text menu, choosing to fight, use a spell, use weapons, or attempt to flee. I was going to say, that description sounded so good, and then we all know that the actual gameplay is just going to be like... You, <laughs> you know, are a dot. It's you a, are a dot yeah. moving around. Yeah. I, but, I mean, with all the, the nostalgia around yep. Atari, I, I think all of us went back and played some of the older Atari games and realized that they were never good. No, yeah. the eight bit the eight bit stuff holds it, up, but anything earlier than that is four bit generation was pretty bad. I think there are some seventy eight hundred games that are still fun, but probably not really any. I mean, maybe River Raid on the twenty six hundred. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about Dragon Stomper is it required the use of the Starpath Supercharger, which connected to the Atari in order for it to read a cassette tape. Wow. Oh, it was one of those games. Yeah, so okay. that's why they were. Yeah. It was able Never to be so it. more advanced. Dragon Stomper. It's not in the Atari 50 collection, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious. I, I was worried when you brought up this topic that you were going to go as, make us go back to like the Commodore 64 and ZX Spectrum. No, 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 no. Atari 8-bit days. I had a I had an 800 is. computer and all of that. Yep. Well, uh, I was talking to Pear about this, and, and I was like, you know, what, what did you play any of those PC RPGs? And he's mm. like, yeah, of course. I played, you know, all the stuff. I'm like, like what stuff? He's like, you know, the European shit. Ultima, <laughs> right? Oh, on my Atari computer, alternate reality. That blew my. That was that. That, that was cool. the end of the conversation. Yeah. That's it. No, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't care about genre. Genres didn't exist back then. They no. hadn't been invented yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everything took one hour to load. So it's interesting though to to start there though because the RPG you know started in the United States because it's a based on a pen and paper series from Gary Gygax, right? Yep. And then it went to Japan and didn't did not come back to the United States very often for a long time in video game form, you know, like the 90s were had had CRPGs and stuff like that, but like yeah. boy, in, in terms of yeah. consoles, yeah. There's like can, an 85 to 92 zone where it's pretty rough to find RPGs, but we'll talk about them. A lot well, of more Japanese are awesome. Yep, yep. Yeah, except for except for computer RPGs like yeah, Wizardry yeah. and Ultima. RPGs. And, and Ultima. Ultima. There, there's this weird diversion. Like the history of the RPG is really fascinating in that way. Yep. Yeah, there's so many Dungeons and Dragons influences on games in the United States. Still, it's just if you had an NES, it got really rough there for a while. Yep. Well, speaking yeah. of the NES, you had Final Fantasy, which I think would mm-hmm. be my pick for my favorite RPG on the platform. Yep. And still the best Final Fantasy. Still, it's still super <laughs> playable and fun today. Um, but, but of course, there were like four or five Dragon Warrior games on the console, mm-hmm. which I had less experience four. with. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. I I don't I never found those. I th- I think Final Fantasy One holds up better in a modern context than the original Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest. And, and if we're gonna talk about those, Final Fantasy One, Two, and Three came out on the NES. And yes, three, was, three people really like the job system. 
Three is incredible. I played three. Um, I went through a project. I mean, gosh, it's been 10 or 15 years ago where I wanted to play through all the Final Fantasy games kind of sequentially. But the only way to play two and three, which were never translated into English, would be to play them. I think the DS might have been the first time they were in English. But fans translated the Japanese ROMs into English. So you could play the NES version, you know, with questionable legality in English. And that was how I played it. And Final Fantasy III is, like, legit. It's so good. Um, I, I don't really have too much more to add, except that it takes everything that I liked about one and adds, like, it's it's the first one with an actual real story and characters yeah. that you care about. Um, it's good, you know, and you start as Onion Knights, and then, like like Sam said, you, you have this job system. It's great. I, I didn't I didn't own an NES or Famicom when it when it first came out, and so I caught up on on those games later. Uh, was hugely into Final Fantasy uh, during the 16-bit days, and it struck me how unbalanced and hard they were. Right, like they were not designed with the sort of like the player's comfort in mind. You know, you could easily get overpowered by by opponents. But it, but it is really cool to go back because you can see how, you know, one, yeah. two, three, kind of like they were figuring out what Final Fantasy was to become. Like the first one didn't even have chocobos in it or anything, right? Like no. I think the second one introduced them. It did have an airship, system And the third one, it did and have, Sid. and like two added Sid, I think, for the first time. So you you had them, them just kind of trying out different things until like three pretty much nailed the concept for what four and five would do. Um, it's still fun. I guess we should just go ahead and count imps as part something that's in every Final Fantasy as well. Um, and then there, there's two other Japanese – well, go ahead. More Final Fantasy. Oh, stuff. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say don't forget about Star Tropics. Hell that was yeah. another one to mention. That's another There's one some mention. weird ones, yeah, before oh. I get to the other good ones. Crystalis Fazanadu, as we're supposed to call it now yeah. because it's a <laughs> yeah. mashup of fantasy Xanadu and, and fantasy. Yeah. Don't, and don't be tricked into forgetting a major – well-known role-playing game that released mm-hmm. on the NES that people sometimes think isn't one, and that's mm-hmm. Zelda 2. Zelda gonna, 2. I was going to ask about Zelda 2. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if Xanadu counts, and Zelda 2 does. It's the lone role-playing game in the Legend of Zelda series. Although, you know, by modern standards, like if you're rolling in your Borderlands and <clears throat> Assassin's Creeds, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, Kingdom, Breath of the Wild have a lot of RPG systems, but they weren't focused on that sort of leveling up with mm-hmm. numbers and stats the way that, you know, Zelda 2 was. So, yeah. Great soundtrack. Good game. To, and every name that's been used in every Zelda game since started in that game. It's yep. either names of people or villages, but they're in everything now. Um, so uh, uh, two games that, that I think pe- would be in absolutely people's top threes that we should just mention are uh, Mother, which I don't care for, and uh, mm-hmm. and Fire Emblem Gaiden, which is the first Fire mm-hmm. Emblem, which is pretty fun. Yeah. It's, got, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's kind of like amazing that it was pulled off on the NES. But, you know, I think we could safely at this point just say Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3. Well, maybe 1, 3, and pick another one would be the top three. Hey, would you back. put Zelda 2 in there? I know that game's kind of divisive. Yeah. Did you? I love what? it. I would, yeah. What? I think it's only divisive, though, because it's a departure from 1, and and 3 went back to the formula. It's of, really of, of hard. You, yeah. if you play, hard. Everybody plays it with save states now. Yeah. And so that makes, makes it fun. But you will not beat that last boss without it. And I know people did back then, but try it now. It's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I was gone for a second. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's really? not just that I had nothing to say about Zelda 2. We enjoyed it, um, yeah. But uh, I am back, so 
anyway, sorry. We can continue on. All seems well. I'm back yep. in our recording stuff. So okay. you, yeah, you missed the whole Star Tropics <laughs> two conversation. Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're including fireworks. if we're including um games that weren't released in North America at the time, then I, I know what uh, some of us are going to be picking for the Super Nintendo then. We yeah, right yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, uh, so if we had to pick three, I'd say Final Fantasy 1, 3, and maybe Zelda 2. Yeah. Cool. I'm good with that. Well, good. I like it. So it is Sorry, been. Earthbound fans. I know people so it shall be done. It's Sorry, Willow. Well, Sorry, I bet Willow. You, can. you finally got Earthbound beginnings in English. So Sorry, you know. Fester's Quest. <laughs> Oh, man. Sorry for all those ports of wizardry and Ultima games on the NES. Oh, those are rough. Bard's Tale? That's right. They're bad. Afaria? I can keep going. I just, we need to mention uh, the Sega Master System because Fantasy Star. Oh, my gosh. Began there. People freak out about that game. That game's really good. I mean, don't you like Shining Force, Damon? I do, but it was on the Genesis. That's that's Genesis. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Shining Force 1 was also on the Genesis, so it wasn't a Master? Yes. Okay, got it. All right. Yep. Uh, I think I can handle the TurboGrafx-16 myself. Do it. It, it's probably Ease 1 and 2 and Dungeon yep. Explorer. Easy, oh, Ease easy. 1 and 2 is like they came packaged together. At the time of release, Game, Game Pro said Ease 1 and 2 has got it all, including great graphics, engaging RPG gameplay, and a brain-draining quest, as well as stunning music and excellent animation sequences. Mm. Because it came mm. on a CD that could have real animation and great music. Why, why, why does it have 1 and 2? It's just because that was the bundle that was on... The yeah, game. it it's had already CD. been. I think they'd been released separately on the PC Engine. Yeah. So over here they bundled them together. And Electronic Gaming Monthly awarded the best RPG video game and best music and sound in a video game that year. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Dungeon Explorer is. Uh, it was from Atlas, an early Atlas game, and it's the same team that would go on to make the Megami Tensei <laughs> games. So, like from yeah. Dungeon Explorer, you can find your way to Persona. Yeah, that's really neat. Game Boy. Oh, we're doing handhelds too. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, you got Pokemon, you got Final Fantasy Adventure, which is the first Mana game, and then mm-hmm. pick your pick your favorite Final Fantasy Legend. Mine is three. I was gonna say oh, you think two. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say maybe two or Final Fantasy. I was gonna three, say, you go inside a person, two. which is kind of neat. But they're all weird. Ooh. They're weird games. They're all yeah, weird games. Okay, would Pokemon also... defined role playing games for me on. Game Boy or handheld yeah. gaming in, in general. And I, I, I played uh, Red, Blue, and Green. Green was the uh, Japan-only edition mm-hmm. um, that we never got over here. Um, and But I, I think the best one um, out of that bunch was the, the yellow GBC remake. But mm. you consider that a different platform? No, GBC think, yeah. is the same. You could play it okay. on, on Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there's also gold and silver on the, that, that era. Mm. That's right. That's that's a lot of Pokemon right there, but Pokemon, yeah, red, green, yellow, blue are all uh, top notch. I would like to submit for your consideration Mario Golf. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, would you count it? I think it is an RPG, it's like a golf RPG. Yeah, well, I've never played the Game Boy One. That mm. people, and Mario people, Tennis. Like that. Mario Tennis is like that too. Yeah, but I just like yeah. golf better. Those games are great. Hmm. Yep, I played the GBA ones. Um, overshadow the original Game Boy ones for me. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Color ones. Oh, that's really neat. Um, but yeah, yeah. If, we had, if we had to pick, I, I think, you know, Final Fantasy Adventure is a kind of the action RPG mana game. Mm-hmm. I, I would throw that in there, but otherwise it could just be basically two two arrows of Pokemon and pick your poison. Well, you would, you, um, Perry, you'd pick Pokemon Yellow? Yeah, I like, oh, on, on the GBC, but obviously, um, 
gold and silver are better. I would say, yeah, I would say Pokemon Yellow. I personally, I would pick Final Fantasy Legend 2 and Mario Golf. Okay. Okay. Right. That's a good list. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Everyone's so agreeable. So, Super Nintendo, I was going to kick off the discussion with Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, and Earthbound, but now we have to talk about Live Alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw you for a curveball. There are actually a whole bunch of really good games that yeah. um, came out only on the Super Famicom in the RPG genre. We had Ogre Battle, uh, first of all, that mm-hmm. came out over here. Ogre Battle, March, um, yep, March of the Black, Black Queen, right? Great game. Why? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite games of all time is Fire Emblem Moncho no Nazo, which is Mystery mm-hmm. of the Emblem. That was amazing. It had two quests in it. It brought back the NES quest, the, the Famicom quest, and then added a new one. It's a strategy RPG, so it's not pure RPG, right? Yeah. You've I can't believe it didn't come RPGs out here. Allowed. It's, it's incredible. It's insane. It's such a great game. But I, I personally, I would pick, I would pick number one Chrono Trigger, number two mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI, and I love four and five as well. By the way, number mm-hmm. three Life of Life, which mm-hmm. you lot never got over here. Yeah, until I, last year. It, yeah, it's out here now, yeah. and I still yeah. haven't played it yet. But I know Sam likes it a lot. Ooh, I love it. I, I spent honestly. I spent my years since the '90s telling people how great Live Alive was, and yep. unfortunately, you would never get to play it because it'll never be localized. And then, of course, we got that mm-hmm. surprise where they, they brought it back and even reorchestrated some of the music. Great, great soundtrack, but Chrono Trigger still has the best one. Cool. Uh, that so sounds great. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, and Live Alive. Yeah, and like the Super NES and slash Super Famicom, an amazing role-playing platform. Yeah, the entire like so yeah. many sa- saga games. I, I don't think the Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire, Capcom RPGs are all the way up to, up there. But no, 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 no. back then when I played them, I really enjoyed them too. Secret of Mana. We actually in Japan, uh, uh, we got Seiken Densetsu Three, which was was it called here now? Trial, Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana. Right? It, got, it is. It is seriously an amazing Super Nintendo game. And it's such it, and a great if game. If more people played it, it would be in top threes. It, it is as beautiful as Final Fantasy VI. Um, yeah. It's more action oriented. It it's from that Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy VI era of like, you know, Enix Square graphics, which like look yeah. amazing. They look, that game has like all that parallax and like cool cliffs overhanging with like monsters. It's just like, it's incredible. That game is a lost game that you can now play in the, the mana collection. That it, and they ported and translated it officially. It was that end of the the Super Nintendo era where you know the cartridge costs were seriously <laughs> becoming a problem for publishers, and they All just didn't want to. They were worried to order you know a hundred thousand cartridges from Nintendo and have them not sell in the U.S. And the the size of the the cartridge storage became much much bigger too for the later games, right? And so. Mm. Um, Square Enix skipped a lot of the later games. Live of Life was too much of a gamble. They didn't bring it out here either. And then, of course, our I mean, audience will clamor for Mario RPG and Earthbound. Those are the right. two yep. top ones. Oh, yeah. I forgot to even mention Mario RPG. Yeah. Right? Big top well, games. Damon mentioned Earthbound. That's on your list, right? I was going to bring it up, yeah. I do like Earthbound a lot. I like For me, I love Final Fantasy V. I think it has one of the most beautiful soundtracks in the history of the series we've got you know four and five were such fantastic games but they were overshadowed by six because it's it does a lot of things better than them but doesn't have the cool job system yeah no jobs mm-hmm. i mean there's so many like i don't know that i would put any of these in like the top tier i'm certainly not going to put them above chrono trigger um but like just the body of work the body of role-playing games on that platform like, nuts 
there's there's yeah there's Terranigma, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, like yeah. I, you know we like it's actually pretty good. Like Dragon Quest Five is yep. you know Dragon it's Quest. not it's not my favorite Dragon Quest, but like it's a lot of people's <laughs> favorite Dragon Quest. Like Al- Albert there, Odyssey was on that platform too. I like cool. that one. Terrible name for a game. <laughs> There was a pretty good Lord of the Rings role-playing game yeah, on the SNES. Right. Yeah, Volume actually. 1, Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What a machine. Yeah, no kidding. And then there was also the Sega Genesis, of course. Yep. Got to give a shout-out to Fantasy Star 4. Mm-hmm. It's a big one, on, one. on that platform. And then the I, game's great. I, I demand it that Shining Force 2 be mm-hmm. on, on our short list. I can't so check yeah. those games out. Well, I mean, it is turn-based strategy. So if you don't like turn-based strategy, they're not going to work for you. No, Shi- I mean, Shining Fuzz 2 is awesome. I also really liked, uh, I played Shadow Run on the I was going to mention Shadow really Run, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landstalker, remember that? Yeah, would you count that as an RPG, though? It's yeah, kind of an you know. adventure platformer in a fantasy it, setting. It, 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 it's a lot of things. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. Same with Beyond Oasis. I mean, it's more Zelda 1 you know, than it's RPG. It's a great game. Yeah, it's great. I like it Beyond is. Oasis, too. Action adventure game. Beautiful art. Yeah, Shadow Run. Fantasy Star 4. Oh, sorry, Fantasy Star 4. Go ahead. I just like, I, I think if that game were on the SNES, mm-hmm. like, I think it would be up there as considered one of the all time greats and would be remembered more, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, you know, it's science fiction setting is really epic in scope and goes all kinds of places that you don't expect it to go. And I just, I really, I actually really, really have a soft spot for that game and that entire series. And, you know, I think just because it's on the Genesis, which is not as known for role playing games, um, you know, it gets a little bit left behind in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had some of the best graphics I'd ever seen at the time. Um, yeah. Ah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I just bumped my mic and almost knocked it over. But <laughs> we're, we're okay. <laughs> uh, I would say Fantasy Star Four, Shining Force Two, and Shadowrun. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why the there's the the Genesis didn't chase RPGs more. Just because of their Maybe. huge success on the Super Nintendo, it's just interesting. They were they were a non-story in Japan. I I, I, yeah. I was living in Tokyo at the at the time. The Genesis really blew up in the West because of the, oh. the strength strength of the sports titles. And I saw a Japanese Genesis called the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. I owned that. I owned the the the, the CD add-on. It it just could not. It just couldn't get its head above the water with with the Super Famicom doing so well. Hmm. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a left behind in Japan situation. Yeah, no, it was. A, it was. It, it, yeah. If you went into a store at the time, which I did, I always traded my games and bought new ones. It was just a wall of Super Famicom, and behind it, another wall of Super Famicom. A <laughs> but, little but corner so, of the but Mega Drive. Sonic is such a huge Sonic character <laughs> in Japan now. So they when did, did that they take did, off? Yeah, no, they did push Sonic, and and you know it got a little bit of uh, attention with uh, the CD version as well. But it, it just, yeah, it it was not like uh, in, in the U.S. Hmm. Sam, how many RPGs were released for the Virtual Boy? <laughs> well, there's Snow Brothers. Yeah, not enough. I don't. Is, I don't think. I don't think it's an RPG. Which is a, sorry, not Snow Brothers. What's it called? Jack Brothers. Sorry, <clears throat> brain thing. It's an Atlas game that's based in the Persona universe mm, that has a little bit of exploration called Jack. See, R- RPGs require you to do two things: usually <laughs> look at menus and read text, which hurts <laughs> if you do it in the Virtual Boy, and spend extended amounts of time with your game. So, let's yeah. say ten minutes or more, and after about twelve <laughs> minutes, 
Your well, headaches. Sorry. I don't know if you guys know this, but we didn't define what an RPG is. It's actually a really painful game, so they're all <laughs> RPGs on the Virtual Boy. Um, so uh, I would also add that um, there is a uh, Nestor's Funky Bowling, which might very well have <laughs> RPG elements in bowling. I don't know better. better it stars Howard and Nestor from the comic books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the PlayStation, would oh, we boy. put Final Fantasy VII or IX? Higher. Hmm. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, you're going to say nine. I, thought, I think I would agree with you. So I, I just think seven. I mean, it depends on what how you define this list. But seven was so impactful in its storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's not just that big twist moment. Oh, oh, the overall story it told was was very different from other RPGs of, of the time. It's certainly more iconic. I by. By the time nine came around, I had kind of moved on from that mm. look and that style, and so I didn't get into it as much. But I, you know, I see its merits. I I like that game a lot too. I think there's maybe an argument to be made that all three should be Final Fantasy games with seven, nine, and tactics. <laughs> I, I mean, Jared it, yeah. Petty is gonna like run by there and throw a Suicode and two disc at your head. Yeah, totally. No, so am I. That's, like, that, you, you know. don't need to, you don't need to uh, name drop Jared. Like, <laughs> yeah, Suicode and I just, like, so, I, you know, I loved them when they were contemporary and when they were new. And I don't even know how, like, I wasn't, like, that crazy of a hardcore gamer, but I liked role-playing games a lot. And so I must have just picked it up off the shelf at random, and that's how I discovered it. But, like, I replayed uh, Suicode in 1 and 2 and did the full 108 Stars of Destiny in wow. both. And, like, it's still incredible. Like the music is yeah. fantastic. Like they actually don't overstay their welcome. Like they're not short to the point that you feel shortchanged, but like you, d- you don't need to spend like 70 hours with them. They're awesome. Great to play in 2023. Um, Whatever so, happened yeah, to the HD remasters? Uh, I think they're still coming. Yeah, still um, coming. And, and in two in particular has like one of the most unhinged memorable villains of all time. Like, you know, it's hard to do a villain, right? Like they're either like, you know, very cold and calculating or they're just insane or like, how do you write a good villain? And like, mm. you know, it, it, it's really, it's really memorable. It's the most memorable part of the game. It's like what you're, what you're kind of fighting against in, in Suikoden. Too. What's a Suikoden? Yeah. What is it? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it? What their claim to fame is that you can have, a, there's 108 different playable characters that you can have in your No, party. no, I'm saying, what's yeah. that word? What's a Suikoden? Yeah, does Aaron oh. It's like what would I have to look up the kanji? It's like water something, right? Um, oh, really? Know. Is yeah. it about the ocean? No, no, I don't think so. Fantasy um, water margin. There you go. Gen I would so, so like PS One is like I played RPGs, sixteen bit RPGs, but I got a little bit older and I was a teenager when the PS One came out, and that was like peak Justin Davis playing RPGs. Like I played all of them, so it's like it's a little bit hard for me to like contain myself when I think about Grandia and um, Parasite Eve mm-hmm. and um, Did you play you know, Vagrant Alundra. Story? Yeah, Vagrant Story. Xenogears um, you know, also on the PlayStation. Oh my god, they're also and, good. They're also good. Star Ocean Two and Chrono Cross. Ah, Chrono Cross yeah, Two. Yeah. For me, for me, the other one that I have to specifically shout out is Grandia. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. I think to this day it has the greatest battle system in any RPG of all time. Um, everyone is kind of on one timeline, and when they reach the end of the timeline, then they attack. But if you catch them right before they attack, you can interrupt them, and it resets them back on the timeline and like interrupts and cancels their attack. And you can, you can sacrifice like a move that charges up more slowly. 
but it's really powerful, but then you run the risk of getting interrupted. So it's like, it's a great sort of semi real time battle system. And the storyline is, um, is just really kind of, it's just, it's very simple. It's like we're going on an adventure, but it does <laughs> it in a way that feels very heartwarming. And, um, it's like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. What, what about Mega Man legends? Was that any good? <laughs> I never played it. I never played that one. It's Don't an know. RPG. People no, freak out for it. It is. It is the no, Mega Man RPG. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Everything saying Everything is an RPG, played. Sam. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it is. Well, speaking of that, I was going to throw you for a loop. Is Castlevania Symphony of the Night an RPG? No. Yeah. Even though you Maybe. earn all that experience and numbers fly out of everything? I know. <laughs> I like, like, your loot? If you, look, if you look up best RPG lists on the internet, you're going to find some cookie stuff included. And like Ocarina of Time like slips into RPG lists because Nintendo itself called it an RPG and they only called it that because they didn't have any RPGs mm. on the N64. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, we'll get to that in a yeah. minute. I, I understand. I understand the argument of like mm. your character levels up in Castlevania and you get yeah. new equipment and like you get stronger. But it's like, I don't I don't care. It's like everyone <laughs> like we all we all understand what we're talking about when we're talking about role playing games. And I'm like, tough. yeah, a, a role playing game could have real time combat. But like, come on, like characters line up and they fight each other. And yeah. like, we all know what an RPG is. Okay, we will not count Symphony of the Night then. Well, it sounds like it's going to be hard to narrow this down to three then. What are the top Um, three? I mean... You've played a lot that I've actually never played. Well, you know, look, it's a little bit of a contrarian opinion that I leave seven out. I just personally think it's overrated. But, like, obviously Final Fantasy VII is, like, the iconic PS1 RPG, right? So... You know, seven, nine, Suikoden, Grandia. I'm going to say it's those four. Okay. Doing four for that one. Pair. Four, out of, four out of three. Any arg- any pushback from you, Pear? No, look, I wasn't um, I wasn't a Suikoden, Suikoden guy, and I was uh, working full-time on covering the Nintendo 64 at the time, and so I didn't go as deep into the, the PlayStation RPG library as I, I, I would have loved to. Um I, I think in the end, like seven just still deserves the top spot. And like, by the way, there were a lot of things I was pissed off about going from Final Fantasy six to seven. I felt like the world felt really uninteresting and non-interactive to me after after six. Not that you can interact with a lot of stuff, but like you could like grab something and pull on it, at least in that world. And it felt like you were in that world. And I always felt like seven. It, it felt like you were so superimposed on the mm-hmm. pre-rendered backgrounds. Um uh, but no, se- seven story wise, and come on, that soundtrack, amazing. So, the soundtrack's really good. So you miss Sweeken in entirely, pair. Would you yeah. call that your fantasy water margin? Yeah, there you go. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, pair. The Nintendo sixty four did have an ogre battle. That it did. It had the person of Lordly Caliber, a title that rolls right off the. People top. love that game. I, I mean, think yeah, it's, it's a worthy really RPG. Really good, I like that and it's. It's honestly, I mean, that I write this monthly column on Forgotten Gems, and it's uh, it's on my list to cover, like Ogre Battle, because Ogre Battle has has split into two series, right? One is Tactics, and one is Ogre Battle, the the proper one that that started mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo. We got one on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, which was really good. Um, it, it was a very different game. It's it's kind of you can't call it an RTS either. It's like units move in real time, but when they meet, it's like traditional RPG battles. It's not like StarCraft where they start like hitting and shooting each other. Um, I would put Ogre Battle on the list. The N64 was a 
terrible platform for role-playing games. RPG developers at the time said, we love CDs, we want pre-rendered cutscenes, our games are about storytelling, and they did not like the idea of doing their, their story sequences in-game, in-engine. And so really, a lot of them skipped the N64. They also really liked Red Book, Red, Red Book Audio. Remember that old mm-hmm. term, lads? Yeah. Um, so the best the best RPG on, on N64 is? Paper, Paper Mario. Mario. Paper Mario, hands down. I would put number two, Ogre Battle 64. I would put number three, a little-known game called Hybrid Heaven from Konami. Mm. Um, it was kind of like a Blade Runner-esque game. Uh, cool. had a really weird combat system, fully polygonal graphics, but Paper, Paper Mario by far was the best one. What's Quest Paper 64 Mario, like? Oh, my God. That would it's, be number 99 <laughs> on the list of what RPGs is, what on is 64 it? it was meant to be like a kitty RPG. Super simple. The, the, the hero's name is Brian. You know, when you think <laughs> about RPGs, like you really think about Brian's. Uh, it was a very simple role-playing game. It's charming. It's not terrible. But it's like it's really like explore, find a treasure chest, open a treasure chest, hmm. encounter some slimes, and, and do battle. Um uh, there were a couple of games that didn't come out here that I think we should mention. Custom Robo 1 and V2. Mm. Uh, that was Nintendo. It wasn't Nintendo in-house developed. It was a second party. But Custom Robo are basically like almost Pokemon-like in their in their setup, but you do real-time battles um, where, where you, you build your own robot and you fight others. They're really cool games. I don't know how why that series died and just never took on mm. took off over here those games didn't, didn't come over out, out over here and then there was um game you guys may know as shiren the wanderer it's oh, the yeah. whole uh, mysterious dungeon series it was called uh, fushige no dungeon furai no shiren su uh that one was really good it came out on n64 in japan never never came out here was shiren the wanderer the first game on playstation uh was it on super super Famicom? it might might have I been think there it was it was 16-bit, but yeah. I can't recall. 16. But yeah, two, it's like every every Japanese RPG maker tried something on N64, except obviously Square and Nintendo didn't see eye-to-eye eye in those mm-hmm. days. Um, but it's just that platform. Nope, nope, not for we, RPGs, which is why we got advertisements saying Ocarina of Time was the greatest RPG of all time and all that. Hmm. We Paper Mario, I think, is underrated in it might be it's the first game I can think of from Nintendo that was kind of like, you know, subversive and like poking fun at like you could find these weird Luigi diaries of like that whole meme of like just the weirdness surrounding Luigi got its start. And like, you know, like the sidekicks being enemies and like Nintendo, that's like that's like a strain of Nintendo that carries through to the modern day of like sometimes the company plays it really straight up and like family friendly. But there's this edge sometimes in some of their writing of like, you know, this wink, if you understand kind of writing in some of their stuff that I don't remember before paper Mario. So I was, I was covering the uh, N64 beat when that was still known as Mario RPG two, that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be the sequel to the square Enix developed game. And then obviously that entire relationship um, fell apart, but we, I remember renders of what final fantasy seven would look like on N64 too. That's it was so all like cool. chibi, chibi polygonal <clears throat> models um, at, at the time, more like Final Fantasy VI. And then it all fell apart. And then uh, Mario RPG 2 turned into Paper Mario. And I think part of that was, one, a break from that Square Enix relationship and that title, and Nintendo wanting to own it outright. Two, everybody was struggling with the hardware. 
and Nintendo was using uh, went to using sprites for that game, and I think they just stumbled upon the fact that it looked like little paper cutouts, and you could flip them and be funny. Mm-hmm. So that's how we ended up with the the paper theme. And Nintendo wouldn't get another Final Fantasy until Crystal Chronicles on the GameCube. Yeah, and I would argue that's not really a Final Fantasy. My shortlist for the Game Boy Advance was Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Tactics Ogre: The Night of Lotus. Not okay. a Golden Sun fan. Yeah, huh? you're missing Golden Sun. I just haven't played Golden Sun. So. Okay. Yeah, those are. I, good. Could, I, I, I it, nah, I'm already. I can already see. They're not amazing. They're, I think. They're, I think they're, they're overrated. They have. I agree. Here's here's the thing: is they're not they're not bad at all. They're really good, like eight out mm-hmm. of ten RPGs. But they're they're very like straight up. Like it's just like a very traditional sort of like going on an adventure, collecting a party of people, and defeating evil role playing game. Like in my opinion, you talking about Mario and Luigi? <laughs> no, uh, Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and so yeah. I think they're well executed. They're really well done. But I don't. I also, in my opinion, don't think they're like exceptional in any way. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. I mean, obviously, we we still got the Pokemon games on GBA, right? And they were mm-hmm. all quality titles. They didn't do a lot of new. They 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 expanded on the on the Game Boy uh, titles. There were some... I mean, Fire Emblem finally came to the West on the GBA. It's a tactical role-playing game, not core role-playing, a little bit more strategy and chess than than RPG, I would argue. Love those games dearly. Uh, but we also had... Um, you guys remember... Uh, was it Boktai? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Kojima game with the built-in sun sensor. So, Super and cool. Boktai 2 also came out. Um there's some really cool experiments on the GBA. I actually thought it was a pretty successful platform for uh, for role playing it. it. Got you know Final Fantasy games got re released. Yeah, the Super NES era got re released, and then in Japan, Japan got Mother Three, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which was meant to be uh, Earthbound '64. Uh, ran into trouble. Was was uh, never never came out on that platform, and then was given to Brownie Brown to finish. But it retains a lot of the ideas and the, the scenarios from, from the 64 version. I mean, this, I actually, I brought it up on Scoop a couple months ago when I, my like traveling game, my airplane game was this game called Summon Knight Swordcraft Story, which oh, is yeah. a really, really mm-hmm. cool GBA action RPG where yep. all the combat was played almost like a 2D fighting game. It shifted into the side scrolling view. Um, and then they're, they're really beloved. I, I never got as into them, but the Mega Man Battle Network games got their start on the GBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got into those either. But yeah, Gold, Golden Sun is a really interesting story where it's like we are, it was one of the earlier kind of really traditional JRPG games without a, like a whimsical Mario theme or something. And it was, uh, I, I really loved it when I played it, but they were, they, they weren't very, they, they were kind of rote, right? They were mm, very yeah. straightforward and like paint by numbers in a lot of ways, but I, I, I still like them. I, I want to replay them. Sam, any, any games to add? No, I didn't. I, I, I'm, you know, Pear is just mentioning that he thinks that the RPGs did pretty good on the GBA. That, that system deserved five times the amount of RPGs that were on it. Like that was the last system that had really good sprite work until the resurgence of sprite work recently, which is awesome and, and, and you know, tied with RPGs. But in terms of like original big JRPGs with mm-hmm. stories that would have picked up after, you know, those got, those kind of became CD-ROM games. And I'm just like a little disappointed with the with the GBA, and I didn't play any of those games. I think I, I, played I never the played. Games. Um, I think that the the Kingdom Hearts spinoff on the GBA is a role playing game that's pretty well liked, but yeah. I I haven't played it. And there's a Final Fantasy Tactics on GBA, that's, right? That, that was on my short list. Yeah. 
Yeah, this uh, I, again, if you if you if you look at the Japanese market, right? Like if you like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, that's um, mm. uh, Alpha Dream make, made that one, and they made um, a game called Tomato Adventure in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, like besides Mother, the Mother games, Mother One and Two got re-released on the GBA in this combo cartridge, and there's an absolutely gorgeous Game Boy Micro which I own. Hell uh, yeah! You know. Like between Tactics Ogre was on the machine, Tales of the World was on the machine, uh, the Super Robot War, War, Super Robot Tyson games were on the machine, so- Shining Soul, Lufia, Breath of Fire. Um, there's so much on that on, on mm-hmm. that box. Yep. So but would you ported ports? Yeah, you mean, ports right? ports. Yeah. Lots of ports. Yeah. Would you replace any of these? Superstar yeah. Saga, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, or Tactics Ogre? Uh, no, that's a good list. I don't think that SRPGs belong on this list. Yeah, that's see, I'm I'm struggling with that. I like Fire Emblem is one of my favorite series of all time, but they're, they're different, right? Yeah, we've included and, many of these on yeah, the list already. Too late now, Justin. <laughs> really? I, I think the Mario and Luigi games are terrible. They're so oh, I love wow. I love, it. I love six, Superstar Saga. They're, they're fun for eight hours. They're fun for eight hours, but they're twenty five hours long. They just go on forever, and you're like, okay, am I really going to jump on this turtle at the start of every <laughs> single battle for the okay. rest of my life? Well, yeah, from it's now revolutionary. From now on, every song is, fire, is uh, yeah. fire Emblem. Then. Instead of just pressing A to attack, you press A, and then you press it again right when they bop the guy. And you do bonus damage, and it Kabam. feels so good. It never gets old. Yep. <laughs> uh, the PlayStation 2 will be interesting. Will it? Yeah. Begin, what's the what's the best Final Fantasy on PlayStation Two? Maybe that's a good question. Okay. Twelve well, this is going to be controversial. 12? Twelve. I mean, people love ten and ten two. I just never played them myself. I like ten best. Oh wow! I just, I just think pe- people were annoyed with some of the voice acting, like Waka, ground yeah. people's gears. I love Final Fantasy ten. I thought the story, uh, the story was beautiful, and there there were so many amazing moments in that game. Yeah, Blitzball sucks. Whatever. <laughs> it's a gr- it's a great game. I love those characters so much more than any of the white bread blonde people that came later. And it's it's just a it it really showed me what the next generation of role playing games could be like. Like you know, the like voice acting, cinematic scenes rendered in engine. That soundtrack is fantastic. Fantastic. Like you know the the sticky Dane song. All of that is freaking <laughs> amazing. I love that game. And, and it's it's one of those games like when it came out, everybody loved it, and then over the years, more and more naysayers cropped up. It it's just um, you have to see it as a product of its time. Of course, the performances are not going to be as good as a modern RPG and what followed. It's I I would still put that one first. Nice. Is but there's Dragon, more. Is Dragon Quest Eight? Yep, really good. Yep, it's good. Um, it, wait, I love it that the game. One with That's the, the journey of the graphics? cursed king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that game's great. Um, Big 3D one. I I would put honestly my top three. I would put Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance, but it's one of those games mm, that was on every platform, so it's not really I mean, defining the PlayStation Two. Well, but that's okay because, like, as we'll see with the 360 and PS3, there's going to be overlap there. Yeah, and then and Champions of Norath, um, you know, mm-hmm. like a rare non-JRPG on the platform that was really good. But I actually have a real soft spot for the two Dark Cloud games too. Did you right. guys? I was going to say Dark. I was going to say Dark Cloud too. Yeah. yeah, 
So there was on the Super Super NES. Um, I think it came out in the West. Yeah. So uh, it, it was called Soul Blazer in Japan. Soul Soul Blader in Japan. Soul Blazer over here, which mm -hmm. was an action game with RPG elements, action adventure where you build your town and Dark Cloud like really scratched that itch where you had yeah. this sort of you know town world building feature in addition to all the questing and all that. It's also There's really beautiful. It's got sort of cartoony graphics, a little mm -hmm. bit like um, like Dragon Quest. Um, <laughs> And and so it holds up, right? Like it still looks beautiful to this day. I love these ancient, hyper compressed uh, I know. Right. IGN videos. That this we, is how it we... looked. Um, you know, I don't know if any of us on this show are Persona boys, but like Persona Four, you know, oh, yeah. was originally a PS2 game, and you know, Persona Four oh, Golden yeah. is like the sort of re-release and remake is the one that people remember. Persona right? Three, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know, I I I'm not a giant Kingdom Hearts fan. Um. But that's like action, the height of Kingdom Hearts, right? Action-oriented, but two. Kingdom Hearts 2 is, is mm -hmm. you know, was a massive one, obviously. Yeah, huge game. On my RPG backlog, which, like, it's become comical. Like, I'm never in my life going to get mm. to these games. But, like, I haven't played Shadow Hearts Covenant. Like, the Shadow Hearts games on the PS2 yeah. are really beloved and really well-liked by people that know. But I just, you know, I, I haven't gotten to it. I, for some reason, got really into Odin Sphere. Bought that game. Yeah, game's awesome. Really liked oh, I remember it. That. That's a great game. Yeah. Yeah, it looked. Is that Atlas that did that one? Mm, I don't know. I can't, that, or, it's, vanilla, I, it's vanilla. Yeah, I was gonna say wear. it's vanillaware. Yeah, vanillaware. Okay, they're yeah. still making that. They're still like remaking Odin Sphere to and this. They day. did other games on the PS2 though that weren't like Odin Sphere. I just don't. I don't know them very well. Yeah, Muramasa. One of their games, the Demon Blade. Mm. Oh yeah, the Demon Blade. I played that too. It's good. It's I, hard to narrow this down to three. Then well, I really could appreciate be two Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy twelve. Um, you, you do know, ten, really, twelve, and one other, right? The the battle system in twelve is divisive, but I think it's I think it's awesome and really satisfying. And like just getting all your characters set up, like the combat plays out in real time, but you can set up rules for your characters of like if I'm under fifty percent health, use a potion, or if like this buff falls off, rebuff my party. And then people are like, Ooh, like the game plays itself, but like a all those <laughs> different rules like have to be unlocked. And like, I found that really satisfying and cool. It's like you get more, like in the beginning, you only have kind of broad control over your party, but it gets more and more granular as you get deeper into the game of like, you know, now I can say, you know, okay, heal myself from under 50% health. But if I'm under 10% health, I have an oh shit button of like, mm -hmm. do something, you know, panicky before you die. And like then setting it all up perfectly and like letting your party just go off and do their thing is like, just such a deeply satisfying thing that like yep. pillars of eternity has a system like that too, but like it's yep. not really ever been repeated. And you know, like the story and characters like, you know, Vaughn kind of sucks, but like Titus and kind of sucks in 10 too. So, you know, whatever. Um, I, I remember back. the game as having satisfying gameplay and combat. And I, I don't care. Like other people praise the game for kind of its world building and stuff like that, but that's, that's not what did it for me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Definitely cool art. I mean, I could see 10, 10, 12 and Baldur's gate. Oh, that's, what I, gonna, that's yep. what I was going to suggest. I would 10, put 12 and Dark Alliance on it. On the GameCube, there's a Fire ah. Emblem. There is yeah, a really good, really yeah, no, good Fire Emblem here. that nobody played, and they didn't make a lot of copies. Therefore, if you own the disc like I do, you can eBay it for quite a pretty penny. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we skipping? So it's like, you is know, that Radiant uh, Dawn on GameCube. It's, called, it's called Path of Radiance. Path of Radiance. Path of Radiance. Okay. Uh, no, I, I mean, look, GameCube got the best Paper Mario. Paper yeah, Mario. The Thousand Year Door. The Thousand Year Door. I would put that one at the top. And then it got a whole bunch of 
re-releases of you know right. remember this is the age that sega became console agnostic mm -hmm. it's a year mm -hmm. that sega so gave we, up. we got skies of arcadia legends skies which, of arcadia. you know is a dreamcast game but i think it count i think we can count it as a gamecube you know so. rpg because it wasn't just a port it sort of mm -hmm. cleaned up and fixed like I think Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast has the most insane random battle rate I've ever seen. Like you will literally like if you're trying to go from here to there, you will fight 100 battles. Yeah. Like it's completely crazy and it's still a little bit bad in the GameCube version, but they cleaned it up and and added some systems to the game that I think make it one of the all-time greats on the GameCube. It's a bit yeah, it's definitely the the better version. And then Tales of Symphonia was also mm -hmm. on the GameCube, but I, you know, I, I, Reb would kill me. I didn't say Baton Kados. Mm -hmm. yeah. Obviously, getting coming back. I mean, that's her life of life moment. Like she never thought these games would be brought mm -hmm. back. But yeah, Baton Kados is a, it's a card RPG. That was the thing that irked me at first when I started to play it, and then I like I like the game quite a bit. Well, if it's a card RPG, now you have my attention. Mm. You haven't yeah, played I those. The, I, haven't, never no, played, I haven't played it. Uh, never played the sequel. I only played the first one. Mm. So yeah, they are. What, what has to go if we want thousand year door there's also fire emblem there's skies of arcadia where which how do you fit baton kados in there i really i think i think i think baton kados and um and thousand year door are probably shoe ins and then it's really a fight for kind of third place probably between like tales of symphonia or like skies of arcadia and i, I don't know I, I don't i don't care actually <laughs> i would give it to either one of those they're both great and just one of those. <clears throat> I, I, I like it. Tales of Symphonia better. If we're disqualifying, <clears throat> you know, Path of Radiance, Fire Emblem is freaking yeah. awesome. But. I I like I, I like Skies more um, because it's got Sky Pirates in it, and that's just a real. You know, it's just that. cool. It's it's a cool video game thing. Yeah, it's cool. like such a. There's certain stereotypes that like supersede their stereotypicalness, and then it's just like, oh, it's just neat, and like. For me, that's Sky Pirates. It's like Marge Simpson holding the potato, and she's like, I just think they're neat. That's me <laughs> with Sky Pirates. <laughs> Thousand Year Door, Baton Kados, Skies of Arcadia Legends. Cool. There you go. The Xbox saw the return of Western RPGs on consoles. Mm, we had big, KOTOR, big Elder Scrolls Three, Fable, and Jade Empire. Morrowind? I was wondering if you were going to bring up Jade Empire. Forgotten Gem. That For, one. Yeah, Forgotten Gem. I believe it's a 9.7 from IGN. Yeah, it's too high. <laughs> <laughs> that is too high. I no, mean, but it was, rare, it was a rare role-playing role game. That's Bioware, by the way, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. they went from making Knights of the Old Republic to making a game entirely with a Chinese kind of martial arts, you know, uh, 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 theme. Uh, and so the combat was centered around a lot of the hand-to-hand -hand combat, which was uh, a departure from everything else. And it's a really good game. But did anyone argue with? I mean, Kotor's got to be number one. Yeah. Kotor's yes. got to be number one. And Morrowind and Fable. That sound pretty good. Oh, interesting. I'm not a Fable guy. I would put Jade Empire above Fable, but uh, Morrowind definitely would be my number my number two. Mm -hmm. Fable is also borderline whether it's a role playing game or not, in my opinion. Okay. Which mm -hmm. Kotor, you know, I, I, Morrowind, and Jade Empire. Kotor, yeah. I think is, and, and I know that PC role playing games have been doing this from the beginning. Like, but yep. I, I, it's the first role playing game. I can remember where it's like you can be good or you can be evil, you know, <laughs> and like and like it's cartoony by modern standards. It's like, do you want to save these people or torture them? But like mm -hmm. that was still like that was interesting to me at the time. Like I can't I can't recall 
you know, compared to all the other role playing games we're talking about, like you can't do that shit in Tales of Symphonia, that's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and X- Xbox had a lot of good Western RPGs, and obviously Dark Alliance was also on the Xbox, uh, but we already picked that one for PS2, so. Uh, I think we can do 360 and PS3 at the same time because there's so much overlap, and I yeah. think it's got to be Skyrim and Mass Effect 2 and one of the Fallouts. Yeah, I'm a well, three guy. I didn't ever like the setting of Fallout 4, or I'm sorry, of uh, New Vegas. I just thought New it was kind of boring. Yeah. But I thought DC was really fun to explore. But I understand the, the mechanical arguments for four and the oh, story man. and stuff like that. But three is just like really interesting to me. I love the United States lore in it. So I think I think New Vegas is so good. Yeah, New Vegas is that's the original Fallout boys coming back and basically yeah. doing, you know, <laughs> taking the new approach of Fallout 3. And it was such <clears throat> a cool story, right? Like it's, it's almost Red Dead Redemption-like in how the story is told. And um, ultimately, I do think it's a better game. I'm, I spend way more time decide, with Fallout 3. you got to decide, do you like brown or gray better? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, mean, um, I think that like some of the faction storytelling in New Vegas and, you know, just the reactivity of the game world and just your, your, your options for like, like, you know, I played that game maybe three times over the years. And every once in a while, I stumble on a YouTube video where it's like, I didn't know you could do that. Like, just weird ways you can double cross people and complete quests in unusual ways. Like, yeah. it's so good for that. So I I do. So I, I would definitely say, you know, Ma- Mass Effect, uh, Fallout, one of the Fallouts, um, and, you know, Oblivion maybe on, on the Xbox 360. But I do want to I do do want to decouple you pick the PlayStation Oblivion over 3. Skyrim? I pick Skyrim. Oh, that's right. Skyrim came yeah, out Skyrim. that far back. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. It's that really, I really liked Sorry. Oblivion, but no, I liked Skyrim better. Uh, I agree with you, but we have to decouple PlayStation 3 because it had Persona 5, and that's going to be number yep. one on that platform. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I played mean, it on PS4. I guess, yeah, I guess but, I, I, that's just what I think of it as, but okay, sure. Everything gets, I don't know if it's because it's more recent. Or, you know, but like, I feel like there's more blurring and blending, like, like Divinity 2 came to those consoles, Mm. right? Like, you know, and most people like I think of that as a computer RPG, but like, you know, but the console ports were good. Like Diablo 3 is on those consoles, you know, so it becomes really hard to like separate out that stuff. Um, That is tough. Diablo 3 to me is a PC game. Yeah, that helps, right, is to say, like, oh. what, what games do people prefer to play in PC at the time? And that might apply to Fallout a little bit, but, man, those games were total console RPGs for a lot of people. So was Mass yeah. Effect. What you, does... have, uh, you have South Park, the Stick of Truth. Yep. Oh, yeah. That is another. I know it's, a... it's really It's really good. It, like, punches yep. so far above its weight from, like, both the gameplay and sort of, like, lay, you know, just scenario design. Like, it's it's really great. But there's, there's, also, dra- there's Dragon Ages on that system too, right? And mm-hmm. probably, probably Dragon Dragon's, Dragon's they, Dogma. That got our mm-hmm. game of the year, Dragon Age. But but like within Mass well, Effect, that even, one was a you, later system. That, that was, was you, yeah, it was, oh, I see. Dragon would you pick Ma- Massif- Mass Effect or Mass Effect Two? I think I, I, two, I, for I think sure. two is better. Two is better. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so there's Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Is oh, that yeah. a role playing oh, game? Oh man, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's very good. Just. Maybe not quite as good as some of these other games. For sure. We're going to have to speed things up. We're okay. starting to run out of time. On Nintendo D- DS, so many games. Dragon Quest Nine, Final Fantasy Tactics, Ugh. A2, The World Ends With You, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Don't forget about us. BioWare's big entry, Sonic RPG. Yep, there oh is the Sonic God, RPG. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Pokemon Black and White is my favorite Pokemon. That's on mm. that that system. I think it's really, really good. Black and White 2 was a weird direct sequel <laughs> on DS. And then a Chrono Trigger came out for DS that's better than the original. That's right. Yeah, it got everything. The DS was another really powerful Great RPG system. machine. But a port of uh, Chrono Trigger, right? And it got all yeah. the 3D remakes. It had Final Fantasy IV 3D mm-hmm. remake. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow Dragon is awesome, obviously. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a that's a tough one. It is. A, it's a really like sort of stealthily strong RPG console. Um, yeah. I would shout out Rune Factory, um, which is if, it's where those games got their start. There's a few of them on the DS. Um, there's sort of a fan. Actually, I think that was the subtitle. It was like Rune Factory colon a fantasy Harvest Moon. But like hmm. that's mm-hmm. the pitch, right? Like Harvest Moon in a fantasy world, and they're great. Yeah, I mean, for me, Dragon Quest Nine, hands down, best RPG on the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would do that. And we can't really include Chrono Trigger, so maybe DQ9. I, I mean, I, I don't and, think – does anybody here like Worlds Ends with You? That's some people's yeah, yes. game it. of all time. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's, that's got to be number two for me. Yeah, I there agree. you go. Yeah. Wait, so, so Dragon Quest Nine, The World Ends With You, yeah, and Pokemon Black and White? I would throw in a Pokemon by this point. We haven't had a Pokemon yeah. in a while. And there, there's sure. Two, but we don't need to. I mean, X and Y also came out in that system. Diamond and Pearl. Oh, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Diamond yeah. and Pearl, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not like this panel is not huge Pokemon people. So, you know, whichever one is the good one on the DS. <laughs> I mean, s- since I, I did the guides for all of them starting at yeah. this one, which was like a lot of work. And so, like, I really remember Black and White, Black and White 2, um, in contrast to the 3DS ones. I just think, that, oh, let me let me say it this way. The Pokemon were better in Black and White one than in any previous Pokemon edition except for the first. So the the next 100 were like, okay, then they had some more. And then the black and white ones are crazy and fun. That's where you get Chandelure, which is a Chandelier Pokemon. You get Lampwick, like a little, or Litwick, I forget the name, that little candle. You get a freaking keychain. It's just them. They're like, oh get, no, we need eight more Pokemon. Yeah, a big bag of garbage. Hey, what about, a, what about an ice cream cone? Vanillux? Like, it's incredible. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, it's just some of the best designs they ever did. They got a little boring after that. There's, I really like Dragon Quest Monsters on the DS, too. Yeah. Well, look, what I game like is fun. that? Did that come out on GameCube also or something? Uh, or Wii, Wii, right? Yeah, I don't know. The DS one is the one I remember. It's like it's like Pokemon, but in Dragon Quest world, where you collect oh, okay. all the Dragon Quest monsters and then level them up and they fight for you. Okay. I'm, what about I'm, Rocket Slime? That was a fun game. Rocket Slime's so good! <laughs> I'm cool with the, the first list you mentioned, the ranking you mentioned. Okay. Like, I was, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon is a remake of the original. So, mm-hmm. well, you mentioned the Wii, Sam. The Wii had Xenoblade Chronicles. It has Super Paper Mario. And don't laugh, but I would make a case for Chocobo's Dungeon. Which mm. was Super a, Paper Mario is the least RPG version of Paper Mario. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Game. I would yeah, that that you can't include that one. No, it, it, I mean, it had some unique games. Like remember the last story was was on the Wii. That's what I was going to shout out to. Right. I never I never played it, but the Final Fantasy creator uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi, you know, left Square and made the last story, which is no. always to this day maybe laugh because he made Final Fantasy, and then mm-hmm. it's yeah. like you know. There's also um, Little King's story, which people flip their crap for. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It I borderline never played that. borderline if it's an RPG. It's like Pikmin. Combined with a town builder and city okay. builder, it's I feel so like good. I feel like the defining Wii RPG, and we we brought up Baton Kato's right. Like Monolith Soft became yeah. a Nintendo company and made Xenoblade Chronicles and and mm-hmm. started a good thing on the Wii. It's got to be Xenoblade um, Chronicles. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that one, Fair. I I think I would put as number one. Mm. 
Dragon Quest Ten was on the Wii too. We don't need to do two or three. Yeah, I think on the Wii U it we, it can only be Mass Effect Three. <laughs> Wait a second, Xenoblade Chronicles X is on the Wii U. That's a great game. Okay, okay, that's sure. so good. And then it had. Is it very um, different from the first one? Yeah, and then okay. uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. Oh, that is, yeah. it is a really, really strange, strange game. It's it's basically a Megami Tensei. Game. I believe it's two hundred hours long too. <laughs> it's a strange crossover between the Mega, Megami Tensei Persona universe and Fire Emblem, uh, but it is a, a it, it's a bona fide RPG. Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, if you consider the Monster Hunter series no. to be. An RPG no, series? I, I don't. I don't. Uh, certainly has enough menus. <laughs> and numbers. Uh, Ch- uh, Child of Light was on the Wii U, too. That was good. From yeah, Ubisoft that was on game. the 360 yep. also. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was good. That was but good. yeah, definitely not the RPG console or the anything console. Oh. <laughs> Except for Nintendo Land, which is freaking awesome. It's the it's the uh, uh, Excuse uh, me? asymmetrical, uh, what? The Wii U. The asymmetrical multiplayer. You love mm. Nintendo Land? What? Oh, he loves it so much we lost him. <laughs> he, he just mic dropped at Nintendo Land. Are we good? Okay. Where, where okay. are we picking back up? Zero well, Fox okay. given. For 3DS, just, to, just tell me if you object. Pokemon Sun and Moon, Fire Emblem Fates, and Persona Q. I mean, yeah, kind of, but I also okay. I recognize we got to move on. So, <laughs> like, what, is there something notable you want to mention though? Uh, I need I, no. I would need like a cheat sheet. Let me let me see. I mean, Bravely Default. Come on, what? Like, Bravely Default was really good. I mean, okay. Is it better than I, those three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I. Oh I would, man, and I would like, always I'm... say Fire Emblem Awakening is the best Fire Emblem. Sorry. Yeah, so I have yeah. to be. I have oh, to Sam, confess. I like, completely agree. So wait, I, 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 t- I just forget there are two different Fire Emblem games on 3DS. Maybe mm-hmm. three, but Fire There's Emblem Awakening is yeah, yeah th- and one of them has three games in it. But yeah, Fire I, Emblem Awakening is the one with the babies, and it's the best Fire Emblem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's the time travel story where you as Lucina, you. and it's, it's awesome. so good. Yeah, it's the best one. And it's the okay. one that started this modern fire emblem of like a building, yeah. city building and, and you know. They but it's, limited. Had, it's yeah. limited in that one. It's not like that stupid academy where you have to have tea parties and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not okay. the best Fire one. Emblem Awakening then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Amazing game. Essential. Also, uh, we uh, street pass games. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh man, I'm so what's, nostalgic for what's the Street, street Pass, Pass RPG one. It was fantastic. Uh, it was yeah, good. there was the there was a dungeon crawling one. They yeah. all had it was uh, the Street Pass Me Plaza games. They all had yeah. really generic <laughs> game names, right? I I nominate those for best of this list. Okay, uh, yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening, the Street Pass RPG, and Bravely yeah. Default. Sure. Hell yeah. yeah. You, you Hell had yeah. to argue with a rabbit to buy the Street Pass games. It's like, <laughs> are you sure you want to buy them? I'm like, yo, just come on. <laughs> Uh, PS4 has Persona 5, Witcher 3, Dragon Quest 11, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Persona 5, Witcher 3, and maybe Dragon Quest 11. Witcher 3 counts? Why not? I mean, can we put Grand about- Theft Auto 5? <laughs> oh, no. I don't think they're the hey, same. Look. What about what about Dragon Quest 11? That, that's what I said. Oh, did you? Well, sorry, my bad. It was, it was, <laughs> um, what, you got Yakuza Like a Dragon? 
Yeah, I think I think we should disqualify Witcher Three, and not because it's not a great game; it is an excellent okay. game. But I think we can get a more RPG RPG on the list, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. Persona Five, uh, Dragon Quest Although 11. we did, yeah, I have to confess that we're being incredibly, um, you know, sort of like we we totally let Skyrim slide right through, but then we're disqualifying <laughs> Witcher Three, so it kind of makes no sense. Well, Witcher. I think Skyrim's more of an RPG than Witcher. hundred percent, much more. But like Witcher, definitely is the start of this. You know, it's like what the Assassin's Creed games became mm-hmm. until Mirage Two, which is mixing this sort of open world exploration with action. I would consider Witcher Three an RPG too. Some people, some people scoff at it. Uh, I love that game. I love Final Fantasy Fifteen too. Me too. Um, it has an incredible soundtrack, and I, I love the boys and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, the and boys. Sorry, yeah, I like that game a lot. Justin likes boys. that game. Justin likes that game too. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I, not going to not be on the list. It's like everybody's favorite I mean, game in the panel. But there's some nuance there of like I feel like Final Fantasy 15 is for me, but mm. I, like I can I love it and have a real soft spot for it in spite of like what I recognize as some of its objective flaws and why you know it's not more beloved more widely. So like it's a little tough for me to like say yes, it's a top tier Final Fantasy, even though. Like, I'll never forget my time with it. I absolutely loved it. Well, I think that's all that matters. I, I love yeah. the characters. I love the, yeah. you know, their different powers and, and how they are, they're all flawed in their own ways. And mm-hmm. It bothers me that they all wear leather jackets and pants when they're it, clearly in the desert the entire game. It, look, it was trying a little hard, and it doesn't it doesn't wrap as well, right? Like, no. it, ends, it ends up giving you, like, after all this beautiful exploration and these mm-hmm. quests, including a cup of noodle one, it goes yep. into a linear path. It does the worst possible thing you could be doing. It's a real mm-hmm. bummer. I have I a promotional really like cup of noodle game. from that game. I've but, never, Damon and Sam, if you two never played it, I've never in my life I've played, played a game that more clearly, like the developers were like, oh my God, we got to get this game out. And like, <laughs> it's so clear that that happened of like, you're in this giant open world for like 30 hours. And then like the game, like fast forwards, it's like six months later. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? Who are you? Like what? And then yeah. the game just like, then the game just ends. Like, it's so weird. Man, it should have got a director's um, cut. Yeah. I mean, they tried and then they canceled it all. Yeah. I mean, I also have to shout well, out Dragon wait, Age what Inquisition. Do you mean? Th- there was a planned expansion. Yeah, they were they, they were releasing all these chapters. They released uh, what four of them, and then they annu- like they announced more. They're like, we're making this chapter and that chapter and this chapter, and then like six months later, they're like, just kidding, they're all canceled. Yeah, like and, and so uh, so I also have to shout out Dragon Age Inquisition. I think that that game gets kind of a bad rap. Like mm-hmm. Paris said, it's one of those games where like after the fact, people have kind of come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, actually, it's not good at all. But like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a bad word to say about it. I love that game end to end. And, um, you know, love the characters, love the writing, love the exploration. They have the you- opposite problem. They're like, you guys don't need to put this game out. And then it just lasts forever. <laughs> yeah, it is. We did long. give that game game of the year. So maybe we should be Persona yeah. 5, Dragon Quest Eleven, and Dragon. And, and Cyberpunk. Persona 5 Royal is not the PlayStation 4. That's what makes it fun. Wait, and what about Undertale? That's that era, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just never played it myself. I do, and I, I associate, I mean, yes, it's on PS4. I, I, to, to me, it's a PC game. Yeah. I actually don't know how the consoles do the twist at the end of Undertale, because it's so PC-specific. That's I won't spoil that Let's here. not talk about that here. Yeah, uh, yeah, near, yeah. near Automata, that's uh, it's action-y. That's true. Um, you know, obviously Elden Ring, all that stuff. Um, 
RPG elements. I don't think of yeah. I don't think of Elden Ring as an RPG. I for me, Witcher Three. I absolutely love that game, and the reason I love that game, even though you know its systems may not be as deep, um, and and its combat, like people call it an action RPG, but I would say the action factor isn't actually that great. Like it's just, it's like the uh, Elder Scrolls games where like it feels like there's lag between you issuing the command and the command being executed, which is more like traditional uh, role playing games. What I love about Witcher 3 is that it tells its best stories and side stories that are completely optional. And I just love the balls of creating a world, <laughs> you know, and, and centered around, obviously, that's how the Witcher books are. I know Sam took one for the team and read them for us all and said oh they were terrible. Yeah. But, like, they are, they are about these, like, almost like X-Files-like quests into investigating these phenomena and these monsters and things. And that Witcher 3 sends you on these side quests that are almost like novels in their own right. They're amazing little stories. And you don't have to kill the monster. I've said and this in Game Scoop before. Sometimes yes. the monster's like, but I'm not doing anything wrong. And, and Geralt's <laughs> like, will you just like leave the village alone? And he's like, sure. It's and then so then it's fine. cool. It's, and to, yeah. to think that they wrote these amazing stories and went, it doesn't matter if you discover it or not. It's, I just think that that makes it one of the coolest games of all time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I do too. That's there's why I want There's to a sequel it. coming out uh, when we are oh, all 70 and 80 years old. There's like mm-hmm. five more of them coming out. Remakes yeah. and everything. On Xbox One, I was going to say Witcher 3, Dragon Quest Eleven, and Divinity Original Sin 2. But I yep. guess you could give that... It got Dragon Age Inquisition also, right? Yep. Yep. Swap that out. Yep. On, on the Switch, I think it's again Dragon Quest Eleven, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's Mana Collection, a Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Collection, uh, and well, give me one other collection. Switch has a lot. And it has Live Alive. Guys, and Live Alive. There you go. That's it. So Cut it off there. So many good games. Yeah, it's Switch got a lot has, of paths. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Quest XI S, it, it's an um, amazing version of that game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a fantastic RPG. Triangle mm-hmm. Strategy, it's a nice little uh, strategy RPG. A lot of people really like Octopath Traveler 2, oh, which I have not I yet forgot. played. About I have Octopath not Traveler too. That's in my I backlog. Octopath Traveler is the worst version of Live Alive, so you know <laughs> I did enjoy <laughs> some of it, but I didn't think I didn't think it was balanced as well. Not like Live Alive is balanced. It's like deliberately. Uh, yeah, it doesn't very, need to be. It doesn't stories. need to be balanced. It's not the point. I like Live yeah. Alive remake. Uh, I like. Uh, we didn't count Monster Hunter, right? But it has Rise, uh, and then Rise. Fire Fire Emblem Three Houses is a lovely little game. Mm-hmm. It's better, better than some previous ones. Wow, look at you, look at you hating on the Fire Emblem. And then it's Fire Emblem Engage also. Oh, sorry. No, I like Engage. Three Houses sucks. Yeah. You didn't yeah. like Three Houses. Three Houses is like the Harry Potter Fire Emblem, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, hate, I, hate so much, I hate all too the Too much party bullshit. Stuff. Oh, my God. Hey, guys. Well, it hurts my heart. Oh, buddy. I hate like, like weird running around the academy. Just, At least they made just, that smaller. Oh, no. They make you explore. I did, they do not I mean, make you explore. They make you go talk to people to get all the things you need for your battle. Look, all that fates? stuff is my favorite part about that game. Although I do have to admit, I think that Fire Emblem Three Houses is the only video game that I've literally fallen asleep playing. <laughs> it, it's so. the, the systems the systems stack to a point where it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. And I think it's people like Sam that Nintendo listened to and said, "Intelligent system, tone it down a little bit, make that more they optimal." Did. But I fates no, but I good. think. No, but I feel like they neutered it you too mean much. I, I, I actually engage. don't think Engage is as good as, as Three Houses. Mm. You guys got too much time in your hands. No. Yeah. 
Speaking of too much time, well, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> Xbox Series, uh, I think it's... There's this game called Chained Echoes that is apparently great. Cyberpunk! Yeah, in Cyberpunk. Yeah. I sure. like Cyberpunk. And Diablo 4, Cyberpunk. But that's interesting that you would call that an RPG and not The Witcher. Because it is. Um, <laughs> okay, I also think The Witcher is. Um, yeah. I, I would also probably put Mass Effect Legendary Edition on there. Yeah. Diablo 4? Yeah, man. We Diablo had so 4, much but fun. Maybe it seems like sentiment has kind of turned against Diablo 4. Eh, it's just... When people play these games uh, that, that that take over a hundred hours and they get to the end game and they're mad that it doesn't add another three hundred hours, I'm like, I'm already done. I just, you know, yeah. I, Baldur's Gate is yeah. coming out for it eventually. I mean, well, eventually, yeah. And, but Starfield's out next week, basically. So, yeah, we'll have to be. redo the list probably, right? But yeah, a lot of re-releases and like that's the weird thing about this generation: the lines are blurred so mm-hmm. much between. You know, last gen and, and now gen. So, mm-hmm. MPS five. You know, it doesn't have Baldur's Gate three yet, but it has Chain Echoes and Diablo four and Final Fantasy sixteen and yeah. Cyberpunk. I really like Final Fantasy seven remake. Oh yeah, yeah, great, great, yeah. great game. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it is. It it it's quite a different experience from from the original. So I, I think it stands on its own, and they both deserve to be played. Um. And then, yeah, Diablo 4 is obviously also on PlayStation 5. Do you guys think it's sad, though, that the best RPG came out for the NES as Final Fantasy 1 and they've just never been able to top it? I mean, it's just like three Wait, decades of not being able to top Final Fantasy 1. It's crazy. Uh, I like trying, that you, you didn't get trying. enough. You didn't get enough of a rise the first time around. So it's like, let's bring... <laughs> I got to close out the show with it, too. When, it's the when, Warriors uh, of Light. You know, the best, I, the best thing about Final Fantasy 1 is that it doesn't have any story. <laughs> When our, our keep office, going? office internet went out, I hear he talked crap about Nintendo Land too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, the, Stop it, Sam! I, unironically, in FF1, the glow up that your characters get happens. Hell yeah! Is like, From a weasel tail, Justin. Oh, weasel's tail. Yeah, it's good. It's a good moment. Nice. Well, there you have it. We didn't quite neatly pick. Uh, three games for every platform, but we certainly did talk a about a lot of really good RPGs. I'm going to go afraid... ahead and declare it's definitive, the definitive list. So you're saying our, our podcast about RPGs was talky and too long. Mm-hmm. Too many numbers. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me? Too many me? numbers. Too many numbers. Uh, we've talked ourselves out of a uh, video game 20 questions round this week. Uh, we're just out of time. My poor wife, we don't have any... Uh, Child care today, and I can hear that she needs help in the other room. So I'm going to go and attend to that. But that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Next week, your scoops will be coming from Germany. Oh, I'll be there. Pear will be there. Maybe Pear can be on if he uh, hasn't skipped town yet. Yeah. Uh, please be excited for that. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Pear, for joining us today. Thank you to Tom, working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop. We're out. Talking shit about Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. See you later. I'll see you downstairs, Sam.
You sure about that? <laughs> that, that is a uh, that's a real puzzle in Baldur's Gate 3 by the way it's like there's these statues that's like ah oh, yes he faces the rising sun and he faces the setting oh, sun but uh uh they're facing the wrong way Damon was that a I think you should leave you sure moment? about that <laughs> sure about that you, you sure about that <laughs> but the one that just lives in my head now on repeat is and I never talk <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. I don't even remember. That's, That's when, when he's, he's a. He's like a mime. We, he has this like stage oh. show, and everyone's just like, "What are you doing? What is that?" <laughs> no, <I> never <laughs> That's become used in so many, so many great jokes online. Oh, I can just what? run away. Get out of the way! I'm trying to do something. <laughs> I'm, please, try, I'm, I'm trying. trying first, to do, I'm trying to do something. <laughs> Oh, I could just run away. Oh, yeah. sorry. It was. I like the please is really funny, by the way. Of like him. Please. Like he's like, please, I'm trying to do something. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.